Welcome and thank you for joining me in today's episode of the Her True Strength podcast. In today's episode, you'll learn three lifts that are not squats, deadlifts, or bench press that strong women are already doing. So let's dive in. Her True Strength podcast is your faith-based approach to discovering how to build your strongest body yet. You'll learn how to strengthen your mind, body, and spirit all through the lens of the gospel. I'm your host, Laura Lindahl, follower of Jesus, lifter of weights, and adventure enthusiast. And I empower faith-based women to build strong bodies from the inside out so they can confidently impact the world with strength and grace. Welcome to the Her True Strength Podcast. Hey guys, Coach Laura Lindahl here. How in the world are you? I hope that you're doing well. Before we get into it today, I just want to thank you guys so much for supporting me and all of the kind words and comments from my first episode. You guys are truly the best. And because you're the best, I want to give you today's episode to help you identify things that some of the world's strongest women are already doing. You're going to learn some practical strategies that you can to build into your training and as always, some faith-based encouragement along the way. So let's dive right in, shall we? The topic of today's podcast is for the women who is actively looking to get stronger. You maybe you want to see some muscle definition and you want to learn how to strength train more effectively. It's really important that we set that ground rule because while I believe all movement and exercise has benefits, if it's our goal to build strength, there are specific strategies that work and ones that will leave you wondering if there's something wrong with you. The reality is that there's nothing wrong with you. Everyone can build strength, but not everyone is using the right methods to do so. And so today we're going to talk about those methods. So in summary, there are three different types of lifts that strong women do. And no, this is not going to be a podcast on how to deadlift, squat, or bench press like a pro, although those will definitely be coming down the line. Today is more about an action step than an exercise because I believe it's our actions that create our habits and our habits that create change. So this is why I'm a raving fan of the long-term approach. You'll never hear me advertising these 30-day fixes or six-week transformation challenges. I just believe that things that last take time, effort, and truly a lifestyle change. So let's talk a little bit about those lifestyle changes that strong women are doing. So let's get on with it. The first lift that strong women do is lift heavy. Now, before you start to think of pictures of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I want to remind you that heavy is a super subjective term. If I'm talking to my 84-year-old client, Linda, and she says that her resistance bands feel heavy, I don't dismiss it. And on the other side of the spectrum, when my 34-year-old powerlifting client says that 205 deadlift felt heavy, I also believe her too. See, when coaches tell women that they need to lift heavy, we're not throwing barbells at people. Well, I hope that no one is throwing a barbell at you. Please, no one throw barbells at anyone. (laughs) And while I can't speak for every coach out there, what I can say is this. Strong women don't get strong by lifting weights that are comfortable for them. As I've always said, what doesn't challenge you won't change you. Strong women get that way by challenging what they thought their body was capable of. They don't work for the burn, they work for the challenge, because the reality is that 
when a muscle is burning from doing high reps with light weights for 45 minutes, it's not actually getting stronger. It's just packed with metabolic byproducts from contracting so much that are changing the acidity of the muscle's fluid, hence the burnty burns. So I think it's really important that we make a difference between a challenge and a burn. And while I love the burning sensation as much as the next gal, we shouldn't use it as our only sign that we're getting a good workout. So the reality is that strength develops from three main ingredients that must be present for us to progress in strength. Those three ingredients in the bowl are mechanical tension, muscle damage, and metabolic stress. So let's break down what each of these is. Mechanical tension is a fancy way of saying that the load that we put our muscles under and the mind-to-muscle connection that that creates. More tension doesn't always mean have to mean more weight. In fact, during 2020, when most of my clients were working out of their home with lots of equipment that is normally there is not there, they still made huge significant strength gains just by using tempo, we added deficits, and pauses for a lot of their lifts. So here's how you can make a picture or mental imagery of mechanical tension. I want you to imagine you've tied a rubber band to a bucket handle and you've hung it from the ceiling. Strange chandelier idea, I know, but let's go with it. So you can create tension in the band by adding weight to the bucket, right? So the bucket will go down. There's more tension on the band. We can do it by actually raising the roof, right? So if we raise the roof up, we're going to have more tension on the band. Or we can do it by slowly pulling the bucket away from the band or pulling the bucket down. So in all three examples, the band was put under more tension than it was from the starting position. Does that make sense? I really hope it does because when we learn that strength can come from different variables, it gives us a whole new world to train with. So to ensure that you're progressing mechanical tension in your workouts, aka building strength in this way, think about either adding more weight over time using a tempo with your lifts, which would be, for example, if you're doing a deadlift, to lift up for one second and maybe lifting down for four seconds, lowering down slowly. The third way would be to add a pause. For example of this would be doing a pause push-up, going down to the bottom of your push-up, maybe pausing for three seconds before pushing back up, or to create a deficit would be the last one. So An example of a deficit workout would be to do a deficit reverse lunge, maybe where you're standing on a plate or a step and going back into a reverse lunge behind you. These all challenge the tension that we put on our muscles and can really come in handy if you're limited on equipment. So that's the first ingredient to gaining strength or what we would call lifting heavy or creating that challenge. The second ingredient to gaining strength is muscle damage. And at first, yes, this may sound kind of abusive. I promise you it's not. Muscle damage happens when we ask the muscle to do more work than it's done before. As a result, muscle fibers that are regularly woven together break down and are built back up stronger or more dense. This is why it's so important to make sure that our workouts are challenging the muscles more than our heart rate. If you're so fatigued that you can't focus on your muscles working, (laughs) you're killing your chances of strength gains. The take-home message here is to mind your rest periods so that your muscles are doing most of the work and not just your heart. So do not skip out on rest periods. This is intentionally why most of my clients either use a timer or a specific type of breathing technique 
for their rest periods. It's so, so, so important to gaining strength. The third and final ingredient is going to be our metabolic stress. So if you're not familiar with this term, which I wasn't when I first started learning about exercise science, metabolic stress is the fancy term that covers what is happening inside your muscles when you, aka, feel the burny burns. It's a result of our muscles breaking down energy that's stored in the muscle to create movement, aka those burny burns. And while not the only key ingredient, metabolic stress that we put our muscles does contribute to our muscles getting stronger over time. It's just not the only ingredient to this pie. So there we have it. To summarize, we have our metabolic stress, our mechanical tension, and our muscle damage. So there you are. I hope that made sense to you and made you think differently about training methods you could be using to getting stronger. I personally believe that the most amount of progress can be made when all three of these are mixed evenly in a training program, but feel free to choose the type that you enjoy. The take-home message here is that we need to challenge our muscles more over time in a consistent way for them to grow, whether that's by adding more weight, more range of motion, more reps, or more tension. Challenge yourself and you'll change yourself as life as it is in fitness. Am I right? Okay, next. The next type of lift that strong women do is this. They lift consistently. Now, do I mean that you have to do the same workout for the rest of your life and never stray from it? Heavens, no. That sounds terribly boring to me, and I hope it does to you, and I do not mean that we should be doing this. What I do mean here is that we'll never get better at something if we don't practice it. Training technique takes time, and practice makes progress. Not perfect. It makes progress. I've literally made the mistake of hopping from program to program and wondering why I never saw results for too long and I'd hate for other women to make the same mistake. So don't let this be you. Don't be a program hopper. If you're looking to build strength, we must be consistent. Find a routine, a coach, a program, hello, true strength builder, (laughs) that will be launching again this winter and stick with it. I've personally found a lot of benefit from strength and technique from sticking with it for the same exercise for four to six weeks at a time before progressing in reps, weight, or et cetera, all of the things that we just talked about, adding a deficit, pause. This allows for our body to adapt to the new stimulus and learn how to move better with each rep. Training is kind of like driving a car for the first time. When you first started squatting, I'm sure you were super paranoid about how to keep your chest up and how to keep your knees out and how to do all of these things. You're literally thinking about a thousand things at once. Kind of like when you first started driving a car. You hopefully were super concerned, like I was, about getting the gas and the brake pedal confused. You were probably wondering, when should I turn on my indicator? Which button is it? And now, after years of practice, I bet you don't even think about what you're doing when you drive your car. You probably could go home without blinking an eye and wonder, was I even making the right turns, right? So the same principle applies to our training. The more times we practice, the less times we think about those very specific small joint motions, keeping our chest up, keeping our shoulders down, whatever it is, the same way, the same rules apply. To get better at an exercise, be it squats, deadlifts, push-ups, or pull-ups, you have to put it to practice. If you successfully learned how to drive, I promise you have the same capability to learn how to do a pull-up or 
push up. It just takes practice. Am I making sense? I hope so because once I grasped this, I realized my potential was limitless and I put in the work to finally get that first push up from the ground up and it felt so good. But enough about me. (laughs) On to the third and final lift that strong women do and that is this. They lift up others. I love this one and it really makes me smile because I immediately think of all the strong women who have made such an impact on my life simply because they cared. They showed a genuine interest in my life and asked really good questions. Instead of showing me how strong they were, they reminded me of the strength that I had within me and the strength that Christ gave within me. Instead of making the conversations about them, they listened with the intention to hear and not to speak. Instead of talking about my body and what it looked like, they showed a genuine interest in my heart and how I was really doing. Because here's the reality, ladies. Our strength will fail us at the end of the day. Boom. There it is. It sucks, but it's true. Because the purpose of life isn't just about building an image. It's about making an impact. Am I right? Does having a strong body allow us to move better, be more confident, relieve stress, build strong bones, improve our hormones, have less pain, enjoy life more? Yes. Yes, it does. But at the end of the day, we can't take these things with us when we go, can we? A few months ago, I went to visit my grandpa and grandma in their assisted living home for the first time. And I got to tell you, it was the first time I'd see them in over five years. And the last time I saw them, they were mobile, they were energetic, and they were sharing their latest travel plans with us uh, before heading home to upstate New York. But the people who I saw in the assisted living home were very different. It almost broke my heart, actually, to see how different and how much they struggled to get up from the chair. And their beautiful home that I used to know with precious belongings had been whittled down to just a few really precious pictures and knickknacks. They didn't need those things to be happy because they had each other and hundreds of stories to share about their adventures with friends and the impact that they made on them. And what that visit gave me was a fresh perspective on what truly matters and why strong women have to lift up one another. Because we can spend our whole lives comparing ourselves to someone else's body, what they have, what we don't, all while building discontentment and resentment. It's easy to believe that we deserve to look better than others, but when in reality, as a broken human, we don't deserve anything. It's really only by God's grace that we have life, right? And with that grace comes celebration, not comparison. And what you might find every time you choose to lift someone up rather than comparing your body to their body, with those words of encouragement comes a major kickback of joy and encouragement in your own spirit. And I believe that God designed this so incredibly in our psyche that when we encourage other people, we're actually encouraged ourselves, even though we didn't actually do anything, particularly to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. It's a natural kickback, some natural endorphins. I think it's part of our God-given design to be impactors for his kingdom while we're here on earth. And so this is the third and final lift that strong women do. Lift each other up. 
It can be done in many ways. Maybe it's just letting someone know that you really appreciate who they are as a person. Maybe it's letting someone know that you love the way that they lift up other people. Choose one way, choose one person, encourage them today, and I guarantee you, you'll feel a little bit more encouraged yourself. So there we have it. The three ingredients to getting stronger, the three ingredients that strong women are already doing. So what I encourage you to do is just choose one. We talked a wide variety of topics today. We talked about lifting. We talked about the importance of progression or what we would call in training realms progressive overload. We talked about how to do progressive overload by adding weights, adding reps, adding a tempo or adding a pause. We also talked about how we can lift consistently and what that looks like. Uh, We talked about how hopping from program to program while you are getting movement, and that's good. If it is your goal to build muscle, we need to practice in order to get better at things and for our muscles to have a consistent stimulus to grow from. And then finally, we talked about lifting up one another, which I might venture to say is the most important and impactful lift that you could ever do. So I'd encourage you to focus on one of these lifts at a time in your own life. Maybe think about which one am I not doing enough of? Maybe you're following a really consistent routine and maybe you are progressing your workouts really regularly, but you haven't spent a lot of time encouraging your friends or maybe you're kind of stuck in that mental comparison game that we get stuck in. So I would encourage you to choose to lift up other women. Let that be your lift focus for the next couple of weeks. Or maybe you found yourself in a season where things have shifted and you have gotten out of your regular workout routine. Get back to working out consistently. Find something that works, albeit two times a week or three times a week, or maybe shoot, start with one time a week and just be consistent there. Remember that done is better than perfect. And finally, maybe you're struggling with doing the same weights and the same workouts day after day. Remember, if you don't challenge yourself, you won't change yourself. So I would encourage you to add in pause, add in some reps, add in some weight, find a way to challenge yourself, girl. So I hope that this was helpful for you guys, and I hope that you're able to put one of these lifts to practice. And if this was helpful for you and you'd like to hear more content about strength training from a faith-fueled approach, please drop a review, leave us some stars. That lets the Podcast Patrol know that you like us here, and they keep us in front of more women so they too can learn about how to have a strong body in a bold faith. Until next time, my friends, stay strong. All the love, Coach Laura.